episode number 45 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, long time no see. A couple of days ago, we were running running along the railway line. We were, yeah. We had a nice, a nice little it, run date. A part of your it, long run, my whole run. It wasn't it wasn't an actual railway line, by the way. Well, it used to be, mind you, um, but it's D-side a disused line. one now. It's called yeah. the dis- D-side line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, how are you getting on? You fine? I'm fine, yeah. I'm looking forward to tonight. We've got uh, we've got a good episode lined up. We've got, uh, I mean, the European indoors on the weekend, of course, was exciting. So we're going to have a wee discussion on that. Um, we've got very good timing. We've got a national cross-country champion from last weekend, Adam Craig, on. Uh, we've got all our usual stuff. You've just cracked a beer. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. A good old Earl Grey Pale Ale. Very nice. Yeah, that's that's an exciting show. I, I I'm so jealous that you got to interview Adam Craig. I, uh, I, I can't wait to hear it. And uh, like as as always, I'll I'll mention that I've, I think it's a fantastic interview. <laughs> uh, you'll find well, out. You'll find out when well, you listen to it. But yeah, top lad, really, really, really good. Uh, good guy to catch up with. That's an incentive to spend the next hour and a half listening to our dribble then. Indeed, yeah. Indeed. So anyway, so we we touched on your we we obviously ran on Saturday together. How has your training been over the last week? Last week, Tom, Oof. what have we been up to? I did a, I did a wee session on, well, I, I think last week, I think I hit around about the 92 mile mark. Um, I did a 10 mile tempo on the Wednesday, uh, which was okay. And then on the, and most of, most of the mileage was made up on Saturday <laughs> of uh, thir- 34 miles of, of running. So I, sure. I did, I mean, I went off thinking, let's go at 100k pace. I don't know what 100k pace is on a road, Tom. I've never, I've never ran 100k on the road with very, you know, I've obviously ran 100k on trails and, and timing wise, like your pace is all over the shop because you're going up, up and down hills, you're going and, you know, your terrain's all mixed up there. So I'm, I don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do and when it comes to the 24th of March, what pace I'm going to run at. Do I run with a group or do I, do I just go eyeballs out and, and, uh, and and see how I get on and just hold on or do I, I go off easy and, and try and crank it up I don't know I mean so, I, I was trying to find out on I don't have access to it on, on my own uh, phone anymore but there's a the Macmillan running calculator it has equivalent paces and I know and it, it can you know you get it's a great tool if you want to have a quick look at what does a, what does this half marathon translate to in a marathon time and I, I think it's a great app some people some idiots will use it and say oh this is my 5k time, which means this is what my marathon time will be. It makes no sense. But and, then they, mar- and then they go out and they, they, they try and run that time and they're like half an hour slower. Exactly. What, what, what's my experience of it is that my when I plugged my 7140 into it last year, it came in almost bang on for the uh, for my marathon, like within about five seconds. So it's pretty, pretty accurate. But anyway, what I'm getting to is I'm pretty sure you could put, that, put a marathon into that and get a 100k prediction out of that. Do they do they count for 100k though? Because it's not a, I mean, it's a recognised distance and for world records etc. But I mean, would they even bother going um, past the marathon? I'm not sure. Let me while we're we're talking, I'll look it up. But anyway, so just back on your on your training then. So that you said you did a 10 mile tempo. When you do a 10 mile tempo, what? So what do you? What is a 10 mile tempo to you? Just for because I know loads of people have got seem to have different ideas on what a tempo run is. Um, well, I think if it was for like the marathon specific training, um, 
I would probably do it a little bit, probably around about the same pace. I think I was hitting about, I don't know, I think it was like 5.34 per mile for, for the 10 miles. Uh, so I just did it along the beach, but it was more just support for the 100k, if that makes sense. So it was just okay. as easy as I could, um, controlled, but, you know, with a little bit of effort in there, bearing in mind and certainly aware that I had, you know, a long run on the Saturday to do a, that 100k effort. So I didn't really want to completely push it, so I only did 10. But if I was doing a marathon for, you know, London, that that would probably be one of my main sessions. I would probably bump it up to 13 or something and do okay. that as a as a tempo. Um, okay. So it was, I suppose in a way, it's, it was like a marathon-specific Okay. Marathon pace session. Yeah. So it was it was 5:34 is around about 2:25 for the marathon, I think. Okay, um, nice. So yeah, I, I felt okay, but I, I, like I was moaning about last week, my my hips been giving me a lot of a lot of jip, um, mm. but just the left side. So I, I I mean, as I mentioned, you know, I'm I am doing the the sort of exercises that James gave me. Perhaps I'm not doing them every day, twice a day, but I'm doing them as much as I can. Um, but it's I think it's just there's I need to do more than more than just five minutes before pre and post running, um, and that obviously I run twice a day and Monday to Friday most of the time, so it's like I should be doing it four times a day. Um, mm. But I, I don't know if I, I you know I, I spoke to Lewis and he gave me some some other advice in terms of you know other things that might help um, you know get the hip moving a bit more. But to be honest, Tom, I think. The, the the majority of the the main issues stemming from sitting down all day. I mean, we're sitting down at the moment. We've probably yeah. been sitting down in the office nine or five or eight till four or whatever, and then you're commuting into work, and so a lot of the time is spent just sitting down, and it's really just trying to get up as much as I can and do the stretches probably more often than regularly, like make it a habit if that makes sense. Um, so I've I've said this on the podcast before, but I've got a, we're, I'm really lucky at work. We've got standing desks. Oh dear. So I I mean today I was stood for, I mean I was in work at half seven. I left at about just half past five. I was probably so ten hours actually was in the office today. I ran at lunch. So say I'm sat I'm at my desk like eight nine hours. I was probably stood for seven of them. Really? Yeah. No honestly, way. To the extent to the extent I'm like. Which is actually will come back to me. The feedback is I need from physios. I need to maybe balance that sitting and standing. But I I, I think it's great, and you should push your employer to get standing desk, mate. You can jack it's it. Up. It's like a. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. Now I think, as far as I know, we've got our office refurbishment. I think it could be this month actually, or oh, get certainly them, next get month. Those ordered, mate. And and looking at the plan, I'm sure there's a standing desk in there. I'm sure there's one. Um. So if there is, I'm going to be I'm going to be in there first thing in the morning, and I'm going to be owning that desk. Bank it, yeah, quite right. They're really, I think they're really that. good. But especially well, that's you, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's not so good about your hip then, but at least you're managing it. And and the forty, the thirty-four mile you did, that's a, a solid run to get in. And I know it was your hip wasn't great, but you you know it wasn't like you it derailed you. Like I mentioned again, uh, you know, I, it's, I don't think it's an injury. I think it's just tightness and mm. um, and tightness just throughout. A, 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 I think I, even in the earlier episodes, I've mentioned my hip, but yeah. it's not like you know, I, I, I'm not. I think I'm going to be all right. I just need to just watch what I'm doing and probably make sure that I'm not doing that. You know, too much to aggravate it. But 
Ah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I was happy enough we're getting the, the long run on the Saturday and, um, you know, well, getting, long way. getting to see Tommy. So I started at Bankery and I, I, I went all the way into Aberdeen and Tommy ran for three miles with me and then uh, he, he pissed off again back home. <laughs> but it was, it, it, was, it was... 20 minutes of company for you? Yeah. Well, well I, I've got a bit of a rant here, though. Like, So I, I slowed down. I was like, right, I'll run at Tommy's pace. So I was like, Tommy, <laughs> what, what pace are you running at? I'm running about seven, seven and a half minute miles. Uh, was like, and then Tom, asked, Tom said to me, so what pace are you running? And I was like, I've just been doing 6.32s or something. I don't know, average. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to run that pace. So what does Tommy do? He runs at that pace, doesn't he? We get a mile later, 6.40. Mile two, 6.30 something. It was your pace was infectious. That's what it was. You I meant was to slow to... down for me. I wanted a break. I was trying, it was a session. I was trying to keep, I was trying to give you a, give you a boost, keep you, keep you moving. Well, okay, well, uh, yeah. But anyway, enough about me. I was happy to get the run. I'm happy to get the, the miles banked. Uh, and... I'm 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 more optimistic than ever for the the British hundred k champs and on the twenty fourth. So speaking of the hundred k, so I've got this calculator up. So I've put in, well actually, what what marathon do you want me to put in for it? Two twenty. I think I'm about two twenty. No, I'm <laughs> I, 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 two two twenty six, two twenty seven. Shit. So I put in two twenty seven, right, which is five thirty seven miling. So for a hundred k, it spits out seven oh nine. Oh, does it? Okay, right. Go for 225. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let me... Sorry, 26. It's, it's a quite good, actually, that it goes up that, hard, that far. Ah, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Uh, 220... What do you want? 226? 225. 225, okay. PB shape. I like mm. it. It's spitting out now... Make it sub-7. 7.03. Oh, no! <laughs> But I mean, these are just calculators. I mean, for example, it gives you a, it gives you what does it come out as? Actually, it's pretty accurate. It gives you a thirty fifty four ten k. Oh what? And oh. Uh, what's your PB? Thirty. Forty six. All right, so not far off. For half, it gives you one oh eight fifty four. Oh, that's uh, one oh eight fifty is my there you PB. Go. I'm telling you, Jeez. in Macmillan we trust. Get get out, <laughs> get on the Macmillan running calculator. It's a great app on your phone and. Uh, on the website as well. So interesting enough, it would give you for fifty k two fifty five. That is interesting. Two fifty five for the fifty k. Yeah. That's a weird. That, really. So basically, for the hundred k, it's giving you seven oh three, which is six forty nine minute miling. Oh, that's. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? When you <laughs> when you does. think six forty nine minute miling like for seven hours. Yeah. But I mean, like, how many people run for seven hours? They never really know what it, it just. I mean, I from experience, obviously doing ultras now. Being that like running for ten k, you know, average for the my PB. When I got my PB, you're running sub five minute miles for six miles, and then you're going to like a hundred k, and you're running. I don't know, for a, a trail race, like average eight to nine minute miles. It's just weird. It's it's weird. It's it's weird how um you you take different paces as just I, I don't know. What do you think it would give you for a hundred miles? Because it has this number. Oh, does it? Oh, jeez! Now we're talking. Fourteen twenty. Thirteen fifty-seven. Oh, okay, okay. Which is eight twenty-two minute miling. Eight twenty-two minute. Ah, oh, that's fast, isn't it? 
But you know what? If you were doing a hundred mile race, or say, what would be difficult would be to control yourself to run that pace from the start. And I'm not saying I'm not saying oh, twenty two slow. I'm saying it's slow for you. But that's it. That's the thing. It's when it gets to ultra running, it's not just about speed. It's not just about. It's all about fuel. It's all about pace judgment. It's so many other factors. A lot of it's as as Big Dave Andrews was uh, was saying to you. It's all in the mind. It's all in the head, Tom. It's all in the head, yeah. Yeah, we should get Dave on the show sometime. He's, we, we uh, you know, he's got his, he's got his ultra. He's actually so shout out to Dave. I was running with at lunch today. He's, he was telling me he's just entered a, a twenty-four hour race in France lately. I think it's the World Champs. Oh, has he? Twenty-four hour World Champs. Yeah, so he's got an entry in for that. So, uh, yeah, it's wow, crazy. That's crazy. Twenty-four hours. But, I mean, you're talking. I mean, I think the average, the world record is like sub eight minute miles for twenty-four hours. Oh. That's like, bonkers. That's, it's nasty, isn't it? The one that like, gets me is. So on you go. You you you're not even. It's you know when you're running, it's just a case of moving. It's just a case of you just have to keep moving yeah. forward. That's it. Like it, it, your your legs will feel like lead. That's the weird thing about ultras. You get to a stage after X number of miles that your legs just go. They just go and they don't feel like. Fat, they don't feel fast anymore. Whatever you try and do, you can't go fast. It's such a weird feeling. But then you get you get like ups and downs. You could have a really bad patch. So I had a really bad patch on um, on that run we had on on Saturday, and I, and then I was like, I can I can barely hit seven minute miles. And then a mile later, I was back hitting six thirties again. It's mm, weird. That is weird. Yeah. I can't. Do you know what? It's all in the head. It's all in the head. A, I can't imagine it, and B, I'm still not, I'm still not remotely interested either in discovering it. <laughs> you got, you ultra guys are mental. You're I, absolutely mental. I think it. I, my my question to any ultra runners out there who are a little bit older than me: Does it age you, and does it impact on your health? There you go. Nah, I don't know. There's one for the, our older listeners, <laughs> for our, the masters competitors out there. I want to be a, I want to be a, I want to be a, a, a bright, a, a dad that's not got any hip replacements. Aye, but you're going to be ten years times. You're going to be a dad that's never run because you're, you're going to be out doing sixty mile runs on a weekend. Where's dad? Ah. Oh, he's out, he's out, uh, he's on the T side line. Out he's on the, from he's on. He's on the tread. He's on the treadmill with the the pram right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) The garage. (laughs) Talking about babies, we had our scan today. We had our twenty week scan. Um, So here's uh, you'll see this. You'll see this on. Sorry, (laughs) folks. No one else can see this, but I'm going to show Tom this on there on our webcam. Do you see that? Wow. That's that's uh... that's that's the leg of a champion. Oh, it's the leg, is it? I didn't know what that was. That's (laughs) it. It's not a head. That's a that's a foot, and that's a leg, Tom. Wow, that's a pretty. That was a good leg. That's, that is a really good leg, that. I think that's um, yeah, it's it's got a good good girth on that calf. That's for sure. I don't know if he's going to be a cyclist or, or he or she. We don't know what boy it is yet. That's the feet there. This is great podcast material. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's that, lovely. Right, and then last but not least, no, in fact, there's two here. I'm going to show you. That's the head. There you go. It's got a brain, so that's that's also very good. And then it's got a big heart as well. The heart of a champion. The heart of a champion. And then Duren's heart right there. You see, you can yeah, see it, can't yeah, you? Yeah, it looks like it. Looks like it could be a like you know pro wrestler or something. I mean, that's loads of uh, options for it. Well, the midwife was saying it was doing circuit training this morning, so so that was good. It was certainly moving about. So nice. 
We're, uh, we're, we're awful excited. Very exciting. So, yeah, it's, it's all getting quite real for you now. I know, 20 weeks. Jeez, that's uh, more than halfway now. It is, yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice indicator as to how long you've got to the UTMB. <laughs> exactly. Countdown to UTMB. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dude, I'm having too much fun in this podcast. Fantastic. Right. What? Anyway, a... enough enough boring tripe about my, my training. How, what about yours? Mine, I hope yours is a lot shorter and sweeter than mine. Mine it is. is. It is shorter. I'm going to give you, let me, get, let me give you three sentences. Sentence number one. I ran every day of the week. Booyah. Booyah. So knew, that was good. The knee is, is in a much better place. Uh, fact number two, I broke 30 miles for the week. Boom. <laughs> we're back in action. And uh, yeah, what was the and the last one, yeah, is I'm getting paid. More, most importantly, number three, I'm getting pain-free running. So Oh, amazing. It's a win-win. So I saw, I saw a physio on, when was it, in Wednesday, and it's still, it's all... It was interesting. I was speaking to uh, to Karen Spear and she and she was. I was. I said to her, "Yeah, I do a lot." Of, she basically my hip, my hip, my my glute is not firing, and she thinks that's not controlling the knee, and that's all in line with what James has been saying. And um, I saw Karen because James wasn't there, and I've been trying to get the glute working. And what was interesting when I was chatting to her, she was like, "You're just st- stood like slouched on one hip." I'm slouched. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm leaning on one hip. So yeah, the new my new mantra is. At ease, soldier. I've got to stand, <laughs> stand at ease when I'm at my standing desk or when I'm cooking. I was stirring a pot of soup on the weekend and I realised I'm stood on, I'm leaning on one bum cheek and the other leg's doing bugger all. So, oh, yeah, at, okay. at, at ease, soldier. Two feet, <laughs> balanced weight. The clench Are the buttocks. Yeah. Clench the buttocks. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Anyway, so it's good. So, all good news uh, for me. So, I'm hoping to continue to build up a wee bit more. Um... And yeah, so it's uh yeah, so so here hopefully I'm I'm on the right path now. Get a few more runs in and then have a think about what targets I'm gonna what race I'm gonna shoot for, probably May, I think is realistic. May, okay. And um so what about your technique? Have you you so you're you, when you're running you're consciously thinking at you soldier. Uh, so what's so changing what's changing about your running so technique? When you I'm running, running when I'm running I'm trying to well, I've been trying to squeeze my my bum cheeks to get my try and get my glutes firing and getting them and try and just bring my hips forward a wee bit, get the feet landing more underneath me, yeah. get the cadence turning and yeah, it just feels smoother now. I spoke a few episodes ago that I was quite lopsided when I was running and now I feel much more even. So the, I'm doing the monster walk, you know that sideways with the band between your legs. Oh which, yeah. Which our hall's not very long, so I'm doing like three. It's like <laughs> sideways steps about <laughs> three steps and back, then back, then back. So. Um, yeah, the monster how's that, seems to be How's good. the glutes feeling after that? Are they, are they burning? They're burning. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's it's good, but it's good. It means they're working. That's, do you know what you should also do? Press put, put a, wee, a wee twig between your your bum crack and just squeeze coin. it. Squeeze it tight and run and see how long it can stay there. A twig? I'm not <laughs> an animal. I'm not an animal. I'm not putting a stick <laughs> up my arse. I'll I'll uh, I'll maybe a pound coin. Something I don't want to lose. You know. Talking about. Talk, talking about sticks up the arse. See, before I forgot to say this last week on the National Cross Country Champ. So the, the warm up, because of my hip was really, really, I felt it was really tight. So I found a, I found a stick and pretended it was a foam roller. How, how big was this stick? It's just a normal stick that a dog would hold. And oh, I just started rolling. It, 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 Did I mean, it work? It, I don't know. Well, it obviously didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
this run, I, this boy know? ran, this boy ran back. What the fuck are you doing with that stick, Kyle? Where, like, where, oh, just, don't, where don't. was where was Bobby Gavin when you need him? That one moment, this guy in Metro Vest rolling on a stick. <laughs> I was even rolling. I was just like rubbing it up and down, like. You know those calf, calf rollers? <laughs> calf rollers. Run it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, I had nothing time, else. <laughs> times are tight in the Greg household. They're using <laughs> sticks for foam rollers. I did it behind a tree, but some boy came around and went for a piss behind it and while well, I was rolling my ass. <laughs> you, probably, you probably thought you were having a fit or something. Just rolling around on the floor. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I, can't even, I can't believe I made that. Fantastic. Yeah. If you were the guy who saw that happen, please get in touch with the podcast. I'd love to hear hear from you. I think he oh, runs well. to I think he runs to Gary Roadrunners actually. All right, so we might listen then, local <laughs> lad. Excellent. Maybe I know. We do that stick. Oh, you don't know. Say hip. Say ass. Anyway, let's let's anyway, just so, yeah, let's so, fast forward this so on. I'm, so I'm doing well. That's my training. Um, race results. So we should probably start with... Well, actually, before we go into race results, one big race result that I want to put out there is Chris Richardson, who is a friend of the show, good friend of ours, training mate of mine, has absolutely smashed his marathon the weekend. We've, Chris has gone out to the Tokyo Marathon. He was on TRS and Friends, so he's Team TRS. And he's only gone and run 2.30.45, taking something like eight minutes off his PB. Unbelievable. That's Un- a cracking Fantastic run. And yeah. you know what? So Tokyo Marathon started about midnight. There's a few of us, a few of the lads at the club were following him, tracking him through the night. And the execution is, oh, it's spot on. Negative split, every 5k quicker than the one before, you name it, he's done it. It's a stellar run. So, well done, Chris. Absolutely fantastic. We should, we should, uh, yeah, well, Chris is no doubt going to come on at some point again and we can ask him uh, what's, what his secret is. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's brilliant, Chris. I think you've executed it and, and you've been putting in the, the, the work. And I think this is a lot of the things that people forget about. People don't just get PBs for shits and giggles. They work their asses off to get them. And, and Chris has definitely uh, shown that you can work your ass off you can, you, and you can yield some, some quick time. So, yeah, fantastic effort, Chris. So what I'm um, going to... Gonna... Oh, no, on you go. I, I was just going to say, Tom, like, so you get a lot of stick, I hear. A lot of people are giving you stick for... They're not even giving you stick, really. They're just like, oh, yeah, oh, it's a faster to- time than, than Thomas. Now, <laughs> I, want you, I want you to public, publicly defend yourself on TRS. And not even defend yourself. Explain how you feel about it. I am absolutely delighted for uh, a very good mate of mine. I'm, do you know what? We're, if, he'd, if Chris had gone around and run 229, I would have been jealous as hell. But, you know, he's uh, what is good about our group, our group and what I was going to say is, I'm going to put it out there. Metro well, I'm going, wait, wait, I'm going to say this before, before, right? I don't think Chris would have got that time if it wasn't for you running your 2.30 Oof. time. This is this is all down to club running again. So exactly. when you when when someone gets a PB, other people want to follow that. Other people are inspired by that. Now, I remember, you know, when I was running in Forest Hires and other, you know, not other clubs, but you, you, you want to, or even in races, and you see other people doing so well, and you think, I want to do that. And you, you find out how they how they do it, and then you just have to deliver and just put in the work, and um, and that's oh, what totally. you did, Tom. You know. And but I think there's a yeah. I mean, there's a normalising. I mean, I so I train with a group of lads. I train with uh, Chris. I train with Ben Ward. I train with Cameron Strachan, Name Hamish Battle, Sam Milton. Guys, you'll 
listeners may have seen on race results, you know, regular club runners. Okay, Cameron is is a is a Scotland international, but you know, take one example. So take so one of the guys, Ben, ran thirty two forty or something last year at Leeds. Now I can tell you right now, that's a target. We're all shooting for it because we're all training. We're all we're all in similar shape. Okay, one day one will beat the other, and the, or the other will beat the other. You know, but we're all thinking we can run it. And to be honest, I, so Frankfurt, I ran yeah two thirty. I think some of the guys thought were surprised I ran that, but. To be fair, Chris has obviously looked at it and said, "Yeah, he's he's done it. I can too, and quite right. And he's proven it. So, it's and I, you know the next one. I wouldn't be surprised if the next one in our group goes sub two thirty. It's it's the sort of drive to be better is infectious. Now, what I want to put out there is, I think Metro Aberdeen men's team are the best marathoning marathoning team in Scotland at the moment, in terms of who we're putting out. Because you look at it in the last twelve months, Kyle Gregg two twenty seven, Chris Richardson two thirty, Tom Bryan two thirty. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. Any other in the and if you were to rank that in, a, in Scottish rankings, and I'm not saying no other club could do that. I'm saying no other club are putting three runners out there at the moment doing that. That I can see. Not in one go. I mean, not I, in one go. So no, I, I think that's where it would be really good to get us get a get a metro team down at London next year. British champs. Hell's yeah. Everyone's everyone's shooting for Helen going hell for leather for sub two thirty, sub two twenty. You name it. <laughs> yeah, get big. Get big Russell Strachan up to the marathon distance. Oh. this five k shite he's piddling around doing. <laughs> Get him up to the longer, the long manly stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I think that's that's part of our problem. Okay, I know some folk are probably going to listen to this and think these boys are. They talk a big game about the club and we never deliver. We talked a big game about the East Districts and didn't. We were fourth, which was great. I mean, that was was a great result for us. Yeah. But but uh, in terms of. I think we just need to get everyone out. And I'm not saying, oh, we're going to win the National Cross. I know we're not going to win the National Cross. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we can be competitive as a team. Uh, and yeah. that's, that's a message for any club. Is You know, you see it, some, Dundee have got a really strong vets team who are pushing each other on. You just, you just got to... It's about getting a group of folk who are all striving to do better. Our women's team is similar as well. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's a long-winded uh, discussion. But, Chris, well done, mate. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, one of the other ones, so we had another another guy in uh, Jonathan Peebles who was running oh, yeah. at Tokyo as well. Two fifty six he, he his PB was before at Tokyo. He just ran a two forty. So he broke sixteen minutes off his time. I think it was sixty minutes. Um so yeah, amazing result from from Jonathan, uh who runs for PH Racing. So well done, well, Jonathan. Yeah, well Cracking result. That's yeah. A great result. You know, I wouldn't, Tokyo was never on my radar, but having watched the live coverage on Saturday night, I actually, I need to see what I haven't spoken to Chris properly since he since he ran it. See what it's, maybe we'll get him on. He can review the Tokyo Marathon. But um, I was I watched. It, I thought, yeah, that looks pretty sweet. Big city marathon, a lot of long straights. Great, it looked like great running a place to run. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, really uh, you really cool. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get Chris on to to tell us all about the Tokyo Marathon. Let's get a, 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 a let's exclusive. get a fight. Are we are we exclusive for the Patreon listeners? Hi, <laughs> 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 uh, sponsorship budget. Uh, so that was that, that was that was one result we want to throw out there before we start. Um, but the main subject of interest in terms of racing and Scottish performances has to be the European indoors in Glasgow. It, it does, yeah. So. So how much did you watch of it? Did you watch all of it, or did you watch some of it? Or? We watched all of it. So oh, I, mean, I, I knew you would. Of course so, you did. Well, you say me. I've got to say, Fiona is the is the one the the track fan who really drives it. Like there was one session, I was like, oh, there's not much on now, and she's like, oh, we're watching it. So, um, yes, yeah, so I would say 
takeaway. I mean, let's cut to the chase. Start with Laura Muir. I mean, she is yeah. a different. She is unbelievable. I, I mean, that three thousand. So, so, so for those who may not have watched, so Laura doubled. She ran the fifteen and the three, which involved on Friday running the fifteen hundred heats, and then later on running the three thousand final against um, Konstantin uh, Kosterhafen, the German, who was in good yeah. form. We talked about it before, and she she wasn't doing the fifteen, so she was fresh for the three k, and the pace went out not nothing outrageous in the middle of the race. Uh, Kosterhafen put the hammer down and put in a couple of really big laps. I think she put a really quick 400 in in the middle. But to be fair, the finish from Laura Muir, the last, say, I mean, the last 400 is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. The last 200, sorry. I mean, she just, Was it not a 27-second last lap or something? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the last 200, sorry, last lap. Yeah, I mean, she she just pulled away. Like, I mean, she's obviously was running 80% to the race. She is absolutely world-class at the moment. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was Constanze Klosterhafen, wasn't it? Yeah. In Germany. Yeah. Um, eight thirty as, as well. I mean, it wasn't even that faster. It wasn't even that faster a race, was it? Really, at the no. start. To run eight thirty. I know she just turned it on. So, so yeah, Laura Muir is an absolute hero. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah, absolute hero. Yeah, I think. Um, I think it's probably one of our, certainly one of the highlights for me watching for her like to 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 completely blow the field apart. I mean, she was lapping people in that three k. Okay, oh. it's only two hundred meters, but jeez. She lapped everyone except uh, close to half, I think. And uh, Melissa Courtney had a great run. Yeah, she, she did. Eight thirty-eight. Really yeah. Um, really. And then. Yeah. And then obviously she she did she did the same for the fifteen hundreds. Oh. And the 1500, she just looked like, I mean, it wasn't even a competition. It, you know, it was it was just a one-woman race. The others might not have even lined up. It wasn't even about her, you know, is she going to win? How how much is she going to win by? Exactly. And that's the thing, she's just, I mean, so the thing is, Laura Muir, now that, I mean, Hassan has moved up to really 5k, 10k by the looks of it, I mean, I guess you've got Jinzebi Dababa, but I mean, I I don't see anyone threatening Laura Muir world class at the world level now. I mean, no. you've got it. I bet she must think the Olympics can't come soon enough. I'd love to see what she's going to do out, outdoors this year. We've oh, got the, the world. world's the world's Qatar is it Qatar? That's right, Doha, yeah. Doha, yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know what she's going to do there, but the way she's running at the moment, fingers crossed, everything goes well. She's injury free and she. She keeps her training well. Keeps her training going well, and I don't yeah. know. She's, I think she's gonna obliterate some records. And she's such an ambassador, you know. In terms of you know, you see how she's, she's, she comes across really well. She's so yeah. down. She comes across really down to earth. She look, she clearly trains hard. She takes her running seriously. I mean, you see, it's. Uh, I think it's brilliant. It's brilliant for the sport. It's brilliant for Scottish, Scottish and Scotland running to have such a sort of ambassador. So. So yeah, amazing. Really, really yeah. pleased to see that. I was gonna say, well, the other standout for me needs to be Chris O'Hare. So to get to met to silver medal in the fifth, the sorry, the three k, in what was a competitive field. I mean, you got the two Ingebrigtsen brothers in there. That's you know really impressive. I I, I watched that. It was a great race, wasn't it? Oh like, yeah. Chris, just sandwiched in between the the Ingebrigtsen brothers, like 
Did you see? I mean, who who? What's uh, the the first the winner? What's his name again? Jakob. Jakob. He just looks like a bit. He looks like he's about fifteen. He's eighteen. Eighteen. And I'm he's not, yeah, or eighteen, he's, or nineteen, yeah, eighteen. Yeah. And he's almost he's almost the Laura Muir of of fifteen hundreds in the European yeah. stage. Maybe I mean well, he even... got he got beat last night though. Oh, did he? Yeah, he oh, was okay. doubling. Didn't quite do the Laura Muir double. Oh, well, there you go. He's not He's not on the same <laughs> level as Laura Muir just yet. But he's trying. You know, for his age, he's, he's definitely a rising star. That's oh, for sure. Yeah, but, he's world class, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he had that all. Oh, he had that anger to, and that race under control from the yeah. start, you know. Um, but, now nah, I really stoked to see Chris O'Hare run in such a, a hard race. And, and he finished yeah. so well. That last 200 to go past uh, Henrik Ingebrigtsen. Yeah. What a finish but on chris right so chris O'Hare, we said this before why on earth is chris o'hare not on the fun- british athletics funding list now honestly i don't wanna, i'm i'm not going to badmouth people who are who i think are or shouldn't be or whatever but i'm just saying chris o'hare sh- i'm maybe there's some reason that we're missing but he should absolutely be on that list i think he's got london marathon funding now or something which is i think he does know, yeah he does yeah. but he should be on he should be one of the top names on that list for olympic podium pun- funding what about he's, sponsors? Has he got a sponsor? He's not got Adidas. I think he's Adidas, yeah, because yeah. he runs for. He run, he's coached by Terence Mahon, who is, mm-hmm. I think, bo- uh, Boston um, Athletics Association, the BAA. So he might get a good bit from, from Adidas. He may do. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe that's where some of the funding comes. I don't know. Maybe. Again, we, we need to know more about it before we can. Uh, what I, that, the other thing that was notable Inga Britson's dive. Did you see that? I did see that, yeah. That was comic <laughs> comedy. It's post-interview. Oh, he's, he's got a great comedy, banter. Comedy gold. We need to get that boy on the show. Oh, he would be amazing on the show. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, but I think he's 10 years older than his brother. And he's yeah. to be fair, he's got titles himself. I think he was European champion himself. He was, yeah. yeah. I think there was an interesting start. Um, I, th- I can't remember what it was for. I think it was maybe an, an out- outdoor events. All the wins that they've, they've had in the past or something. But... Okay. Anyway, could, in fact, no, I think it was indoors, but he, basically all the Ingebrigtsen brothers have, have won something over like 15 years or so. It's incredible, but, hmm. He's, oh. uh, no, they're impressive guys. And yeah. also, just staying in the 3000, it was a bit, we've at this point not to see Butcher feature more. He's, he went to the front for a bit <laughs> and then just disappeared. Yeah, I think he, he went off, he, he went off like, I don't know what he was doing. I I thought he was going to take the pace on and just absolutely batter it out, you know. And, yeah. and then he slowed down a wee bit. Uh, so I, I think if he was to do that, maybe the race would have played out completely differently, and he might have been well up there. But I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Butcher can can speak his own his own battles, but uh, I get the I impression he's not in shape at the minute. Yeah, but I just don't know if he has. He's got that that outright speed that you need to. For a burn up, you know, yeah, yeah. He, he might he might be good at the distance, but to do a burn up like that and to surge and to go slow and to surge again, it's, it takes a lot of skill to do that, and you have to be at your your you, you've got to be at your peak to to run like that. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, so great to see two Scots in the final. What else do we have? We had. It was really sad to see Neil Gurley made the fifteen hundred final, but he was ill, so he didn't sadly compete there. Um, I think both Ailey Doyle and Zoe Clark were disappointed with their 400 solo runs, but to be fair, both featured in the medal-winning team for the relay yesterday, which was great. And Ailey Clark and the sorry, Ailey um, Doyle. Doyle, God, I'm mixing my names up. Ailey Doyle, her uh, last, her she had, was on the anchor. What a finish! She was 
just ran really well to on that last four hundred leg on the on the relay. So it was a it was a clear second above all the other GB girls. Fifty one point five for the last four hundred. Some going that. Holy moly. Yeah, and then the Latin again. Other just continuing on to the Scottish performances. Guy Lermouth, captain. Gutted to see him fall. He got a DQ, didn't he? Did he fall, did he? He fell and took out the Irish lad, English, who actually went on to bronze medal in the in the 15. So, uh, in the 8, sorry. So, yeah, a uh, real shame for uh guy. He actually got quite a bit of coverage this weekend being uh, being the captain of the team. He comes across, he's, he's another guy who looks like he's got great banter. <laughs> He'd take it on the show. Oh, let's get him on. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Who else do we have? Gemma, Ricky as well. So, Gemma didn't make the... The final, the fifteen, but um, yeah, good to see her in the mix anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that rounds up for the the guys indoors, and the yeah. girls and indoors. So yeah, it was enjoyable. I watched. I do think they drag a little bit, you know. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm 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 all all for athletics and, and increased coverage, but I just find it drags a little bit, you know. I agree. I, like, I agree. Does it really, I... have to be over four day, three days. Well, the Saturday, they didn't even have a, a morning session, I don't think. I mean, again, they're going for TV, but two things irked me. One was the number of times when there was nothing happening. Absolutely yeah, nothing that... happening. And secondly, you got a 3K on, which is only eight minutes long. And they're cutting to the guy doing a pull Yes, like... I noticed that. That really annoyed me. That I was but like, why? He was like, they kept on him while he was like rolling around, fanning around on the mat. It's like, <laughs> once he's cleared the bar, back to the track. Do you know what the worst thing about that was? When they were taking the, when they were filming that pole vault, it wasn't even during the race. Yeah. It was before the race, and then yeah. they they then then proceeded to show someone else jump over a fucking pole. I know, but oh. you know what? It's, it's 2019. Why can't they just split screen it? Yeah, yeah, like, it was a bit. Put, just like put like half, just put a little a box in. But even if you had a quarter of the screen with the the three K. It's like when you're at the Olympics and there's the 10k on, and or the World Champs, whatever. And okay, that's half an hour almost of racing, so they, it's difficult for them to just go exclusively on that, especially when you've got to say a long jump on. But just split screen it. It's, it well, must it be is, the easiest thing to do in the world. It was the final of the 3k and they missed half of the race, basically. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. That's why. That's why. That's why we pay our, our taxes, Tom. <laughs> so we can get half of the final of the, our favourite race of the. The whole of the winter season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, right, I'm I'm bored of speaking about the indoors. I'm getting I'm getting angry now. Yeah, right. Let's move on to some more races that um some of our club runner colleagues may have run in. So where do you want to start with? We had the Nairn ten K this weekend. We did, yeah. That was uh, also incorporated the the North District ten K championships as well. So we had John Newsom. For moving S Harriers, smashing it in 32-27. So, uh, we had Donnie McDonald, Donnie McDonald, not <laughs> McDonald, Donnie McDonald, and um, he's now a V40. He had a great time, 32-43, and Gordon Lennox as well. Veteran? Nice. No way, he's a veteran. Gordon Lennox is not. He's a not a veteran. A V40 That's yet. I tell you what, if I'm the guy, if I'm so the guy in no front who's been who's been. A, who won't have gotten a vet medal? Surely not. He's not Almost. a V4. He's the same. I think he's <laughs> no. the same age as me. It must be a mistake. It must be. It's got to be a mistake. He looks younger yeah. than me. So speaking of vets, so obviously Donny won the Donny McDonald uh, won the vets uh, category. Just a shout out to 
local runner Tom Roach, who finished fourth, uh, second vet in 33.44. It's a great run from Tom. Oh, it could be our third. It could be the third vet in that. <laughs> Your second, yeah. Yeah. Right, good good run for Tom. Is that a PB for him? Or? I think it is, yeah. I, would, I think it is. I'm not aware he's been quicker than that before. Yeah. And then we had Jenny Bannerman in first for the Inverness Harriers, 35.55. Second female was Amy Hudson in Inverness again, 38.30. And third place was Leslie Hansen, I believe. Is that right? In 39.55. Very good. That's pretty competitive so, field. Have you, have you done, have you done the, the near 10K before? I haven't, no. You must have done. Up your neck of the woods. That used to be my PB course for about ten years until I started training again. Right. Okay. Fond, uh, yeah, fond it's, memories. It's, it's a really good. It's a, a really good course. I really like it. It's um, an undulating course, and it's, it's. I think it was quite a windy day on on the weekend actually. So, um, nice. But there was a few PBs. Um, a notable one for me was uh, Ed McCluskey. So he got a good. He got a PB. He smashed it. He got thirty nine twenty. So he's he's been training really hard for the last couple of months. So it was really good to see him getting a getting a PB. So well done, Ed. Great. Um, Very good. I think there's a couple of other folk and notable results uh, there as well. Good to see Andrew Morgan for Forest Hires running. Yes. 37.22. So well done to you, Andrew. Yeah, good uh, to see him back in it. Yeah. So and Frankie Barton as well. Oh, there's another blast on V16 now. That's incredible. Still going strong. So remember when he was when he reached his 50th birthday. Tom, he, he ended up winning the Baker Hughes 10K in 3150 something. And he was 51 wow. or something like that. Incredible that's, athlete. That's incredible. So, Absolutely yeah. Incredible. Good, good to see he's still mixing up there. So, well done to Frankie. Nice. So, moving a bit further south, it was also the same. Di- uh, it was the last Wade 10 miler, which was uh, won this year by Adam Gray of Pennycook Harrows in 5704. Second place, Chris Poxton of Christorphan, 57.28. And third was Rory Scott, 5AC, 59.32. On the women's side, the race was won by Lisa McDonald, unattached, in 65.01. Second place was Amy Franklin, 66.23, Amy being a La Suede runner. And third place was Megan Wright, HBT, 67.42. So, yeah, um... And a race I've not done. Big field, actually. A few hundred doing that. Um, they give out team's prize as well, but it looks at the results. So, um, yeah, one, uh, one for you central belters to look out for. We had the Meadows Marathon this weekend as well. So, I've never heard of this event. Have you heard of it before, Tom? I've not never heard of it. I've I've done it. Have you done that? Have you? So, a few so, years ago, before we got the results, four years, a few years ago, I was looking for... I was down in Edinburgh and I was going to do a long run before London and the Meadows Marathon was on. So I just went into 20 miles of it and I went and just ran it comfortably. Anyway, after like, I lost count in the laps. I had no idea how far I'd gone. In the end, I ended up doing, I didn't have a GPS watch at this stage. I only had like a, a Casio or something. In the end, I got, I realized I got counted up when I came off at the finish of the lap. Turns out I'd done 22 miles. And uh, I was in third place. I was, oh, yeah. I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, I should have just cracked on a <laughs> podium or something. But, um, oh, man. Anyway, so they do, that, they do a half and a full marathon. There's quite a lot of runners who do it. We've got like 5K, 245 people. 10K, 320. Add it up now, Tom. I didn't hear those numbers, sorry. 
How many? But 500, 5 and 10 for the five, 500, half, 700. You got about 800 runners. That's decent. Yeah, that's quite good. Yeah. So the, I'm not going to go through all the results because we'll be here for forever. But notable ones, um, I, you know, I'm not even going to bother because, in fact, I'll tell you what the marathon ones are. Graham Hoy, 301. Alan Heron, 307. Jerry Craig, 313. And uh, the ladies, we had Bray House. Oh, that's not a ladies. That's, a, that's the name of a company, that. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a relay. It'll be so a maybe, relay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So the relay. Right. Well, first, I don't I'm getting myself mixed up here. That's completely. I didn't realise it was a relay. I was like, who the hell's University Edinburgh Napier Traffing Class? And not the name of that. Yeah, Edinburgh Edinburgh University Sailing Club. The sea lovers are on land for. There you go. Yeah, Alexandra Lugetti, three fifty. She was the first lady. Tanya, somebody, I don't know her surname, sorry, uh, Z- Zanova perhaps, and uh, lastly, Brooke Benji, some cracking names there. So yeah, well Absolutely, done to the, yeah. well done to everyone doing it. I'm, there are, I, yeah, there's some great, think, actually great names in there. I like, my favourite is probably, make a quick call, my favourite is probably Legs Miserable. <laughs> what about the winner of the half? Check his name out. The winner of the half. Oof, well, I'm going to let you go pronounce on. that one. Go on, go, go for it, go for it. Bakir Benurat. Ah, that's all right, that's all right. Yeah, 7527. There's definitely a few international names in that, that yeah. results list. Harold yeah. Harold Bestshaw. That doesn't sound very international. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. Anyway, well, well done, everyone at the Meadows Marathon. I think it also raises money for charity, that race, so... Uh, kudos to you for getting involved. Uh, what else do we have? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, there is also actually no. There's one more. I'm going to put it out there because I'm going to talk about this as well. The Smokies 10 Miler, which is a, a ladies-only race in Arbroath. It's uh, organised by Arbroath Footers Running Club, and this was the 31st year of it. It's running. Uh, in terms of race results, this is easy because we've only got women to do. Michelle Mackay, Dundee Roadrunners in 108 for the win. Jennifer Crookshanks, 5AC, 108.56 for the win. And, sorry, 108.56 for second place. And third place, Sarah Atwood, uh, Sky and Locales Running Club, 109.04. So, a uh, fairly a tightly packed uh, three there. Wow. Right, well. well what's, your, what's your position on ladies-only races? I don't mind it. I mean, as long as it's men's men only. If there's ladies only races, I think it should be men only races. Well, well, go, well, actually, yeah. Sorry, that's maybe what I meant. What is your place on just generally single sex races? Do I we think, need? Do we really need them? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the the reasoning behind having a. You know, I, I, I think it does attract. You know, you're 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 promoting one. I don't know. You're marketing to one eight one one group of people, aren't you? You're not. Marketing to the mass, you're marketing the ladies only, so there might be, I don't know, there might be history behind it, or I, yeah, possibly. So there yeah. were 469 finishers, so it's a you know pretty well supported race. Well, that, that's the thing, you know, if if you were to have a 10 mile race in our broof and it wasn't a women's only race, I highly doubt you're going to get 500 ladies competing. So here's one, here's an interesting stat: more women finished the Smokies 10 miler than total finishers. At the Nairn 10K. Well, there you go. 
So that's... I, I stand corrected. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm just. Uh, I think. I think if it's getting result, if it's getting people out there, good. Yeah, I. I think so. You know, I. I think you can have. I'm. I'm not. I'm not worried about men only, women only, as long as there's people participating and running and that that you're cutting. You. You know, there's. You're. Uh, you're making it easy and accessible. Then, I'm. I'm all for it. Good. Right. So, I that's pretty much results. I'm looking forward to this interview, Tom. Yeah. We have so, got, you've managed to tee up the Scottish National Cross Country Champion, Adam Craig. Now, uh, his his result on, well, two things. His, when, when, I never heard of him until, you know, about half a year ago when he moved back to Scotland, I think, mm-hmm. from, from the US. And he just hit the scene straight away. He did the Glasgow 10K, I think it was. He sub 30 minutes for a 10K. Never knew who he was. Looked him up. And then he, uh, he, he ends, he ends up doing the, the Armour 5K. Comes second in that. 13.44.5, whatever it was. And then he gets to the cross country championships and blows the field into pieces by over a minute. Like, that's incredible. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a really exciting interview. And thanks again, Adam, for coming on the show. And uh, well done to you, Tom, for, for being the interviewer, the star of the show too. Take it away. I'm delighted to be joined today by Scottish champion of cross country, Adam Craig. So welcome to the show, Adam. Hi, thanks for having me. National champion, how does that sound? Uh, it sounds pretty good, yeah. I've been waiting a few years to, to hear that, but it's nice to finally have it. So is that your first national title? It is, yeah. It's my first first national title across uh, any distance, any discipline, so yeah. Superb. I mean, I know we, we saw you over the cross-country, there was a silver medal at the short course, but um, yeah, I mean, the form you've had this winter, particularly representing Scotland, you're competing at an international standard, and of course now with the national cross-country champion to your name um, you're a real man at the moment but to be honest a lot of athletics fans of Scotland won't really have heard of you because we haven't really seen much of you on the circuit since 2014 um, you're an Inverclyde runner you're based in Glasgow and um, and you, 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 I guess you balance running with a full-time job tell us about your background in athletics and where you've been the last few years so it all kind of started for me probably when I was uh, 15 um, I decided to, to take it a bit more seriously and, and choose running as my, my kind of main sport, um, even though I did still kind of play football until the age of 17. Um, but yeah, so from there, I kind of did the, I, I did like the Borders Cross Country Series um, and, you know, a few of the kind of regional races, district races um, in Scotland. But uh, when I was um, 19, I decided that, you know, I was going to go out to America. I was going to, you know, really jump on board there and just throw everything that I had at it. Um, and I was taken on by University of Mount Olive in uh, North Carolina, which is a Division Two school. And um, from there, I just, like I say, I just poured everything into it, gave gave it 110 percent, and uh, and really kind of progressed in my time out there. Um, and the great thing about out in the states is that you're able to kind of balance your studies alongside, um, you know, a pretty much a full time running schedule. So, um, and you're thrown into to races that have, you know, top collegiate athletes and. You know, sometimes you're able to get in with some of the professionals out there as well and um, and get some great races. And it, I really, from the age of sort of 20 to 23, was really able to kind of push myself on and, and get myself to, 
to the standard where I'm at now. Um, so that when I came home, you know, I've kind of adapted my body back into the uh, the way of doing things back home. Uh, I'm still under my my coach in America. Uh, he's still coaching me, so okay. you know, we're working things out. But um, yeah, we're getting there and. Um, slowly as I, as I pick races up back here um, I'm able to kind of start establishing myself um, back on home soil and you know picking up Scotland vests and, and wins like on Saturday just really helps get my name out there and uh, and hopefully shows people that you know I'm, I'm a force to be reckoned with in the coming yeah. year yeah you sure are mate I mean Towards the end of last year, I'll be honest. I mean, I, you came onto my radar as an Athletics fan with those wins in uh, the Glasgow, the Great Scottish Run, and in Leeds, and particularly Leeds, twenty nine oh eight on the road, ten k. I mean, that is serious, serious standard you're at there. Talk us through the end of last year. Yeah, so um, I kind of I took a bit of time off um, after the Outdoor British Championships last June, um, and then so Glasgow for me was more of a uh, just a kind of test and me and my coach we just said right we'll just go out and try and break 30 minutes you know not work too much under that and um, so I was I was almost using it as a training run and I had my watch on and I was just trying to clock off the split um, and obviously just got caught up in the moment a little bit over the last few miles and dropped it down to you know 29.43 but um, after that it was a real confidence booster because I was I was so comfortable during that race and able to just do that by myself. Um, so then we kind of we really set about training for the next, um, I think it was six or seven weeks until um, I ran in Leeds, and obviously that was a big one that I knew on a perfect day would be you know sub twenty nine twenty, and it was the same thing again. We kind of set the split in my head, and I had my watch on again, but obviously there was more going on around me. Um, but it got to the point I think it was about four k in that race where I just I just kept going, kept hitting my splits, and uh, and kind of ran away with it, which was. Uh, a real shock to me, but uh, an amazing kind of moment to do it in um, in a race like that with so much uh, built up around it and a massive crowd. And uh, obviously, twenty nine oh eight was uh, was a massive uh, bonus for me as well, a big big time bonus. So, um, and then yeah, taking that form into into Liverpool, I was you know wasn't too sure where I would transfer that onto on the country, mm-hmm. um, but it went uh, it went reasonably well. Thirteenth was okay, but. I kind of learned a lot from that race. Um, getting to race, obviously, the big guys, you know, Ross Millington and, and all the guys that inevitably got onto the, the Euro team, um, they kind of taught me a lot um, in terms of racing and, and how I'm, you know, I've still got a lot to learn and a lot that can go right um, if I'm just a little bit smarter with the way I race. So, yeah, and then took that form into into the indoor season and, um, you know, clocked off a nice 7.57 to start the year, which was uh, a bit of a surprise, but it was certainly... That was the target we were aiming for. So. Okay, that's uh yeah. I mean, th- these are the times you're running. I mean, you talk about the indoors. Uh, the the other one more recently, Arma, and and uh, you were mixing at the front. That's a you know real international class race, thirteen forty five. Another real show of strength. Uh, you know, varying distance. Yeah, um, a lot of my training is is kind of based around um the longer side of it and more strength endurance. We kind of mix things up a bit to, to be able to come down to that 3k distance and um, you know and, and run the sort of times that I have. And unfortunately, the British indoors it just it didn't go to plan for me. And you know I went hard and unfortunately paid the price in the last few laps. But um, going into Arma, it was four days later. I knew I was still fit. I knew I was still in shape to run you know that sort of a time. Um, and I think going into Arma, it was just a case of showing what I could do. Um, I got it wrong at the indoors and. 
you know, I had to put my hands up and, and take the hit there. But in a race like in Arma, you know, it, it's just a case of going out there and doing the job. And a lot of guys wanted to run fast. And, you know, I'm more than happy to sit at the front and, and make a race of it. So, um, yeah, that that showed my, my true form um, after a disappointing indoor season. So is that is that how you like to race then? Obviously we saw that on Saturday at the National where you went from the front and never looked back and, and just uh, absolutely destroyed the field. You mentioned Army, you like to run the front. Is that some is that a trait that you like to race with? Yeah, yeah, I think it's... I, I get very antsy and a bit itchy when I sit behind people. Uh, I like to either be on the shoulder or, or actually at the front. Um, just because I feel more in control, I feel a lot more confident in myself if I'm you know, either at the front or just on the shoulder of the front. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that that definitely helped. Certainly on Saturday, I just, you know, I felt felt comfortable when I was sitting on the, the shoulder of the, the guys at the front uh, over the first half mile or so. And I just, you know, I was itching to go and I was trying to trying to hold back and trying to contain myself and remind myself it was 10K, it was cross country. But, <laughs> you know, I think the training that I've been doing has um, allowed me to be very strong. Um, over the longer distances so it was just more natural for me to just get into my stride and and run the paces I'm used to running rather than trying to run it you know as a, someone else's race so and being at the front lets me do that it lets me be in control of how I'm running rather mm-hmm. than trying to, to sit with other people and let them kind of tell me how to run so oh, it was incredible so to rewind a wee bit let's go let's go back to the states how, how long were you in the the states for and you know the U.S. college experience how did you find that differs to the way you were training before you went out there? Um, so I was out there for three years in total. Um, and the, the main difference for me is that was the mileage. I think before I went out there, I was maybe doing 40 or 50 miles a week if I was lucky. Um, whereas my first year there, we were thrown in at sort of 75 miles. And by the time I graduated, I was up doing sort of 90, 95 miles a week. Um, so it was just a real kind of bulk in, in mileage that was the big shock. But... Um, my coach's philosophy is, you know, like I said, kind of strength through endurance. And um, so we would do a lot of longer workouts and longer, uh, maybe not so fast, but, you know, holding steady tempo paces and things and just building that strength. And um, at, at the time, you know, you kind of you think, why are we doing this if we're only racing 10K? Why are we going out and doing 10-mile tempo runs? But um, over the three years that I was there, I just bought more and more into it and, um Obviously, I was seeing successes gradually out there. And come my last year, you know, breaking 14 in the 5K was, was huge. And um, some uh, some of the cross-country races we had, you know, I was just really performing well. And uh, so he really kind of opened my eyes to um, the mileage side of it and bulking up the mileage and being able to, to race well at, you know, 80, 85 miles a week and not have to come down to, you know, lower mileage to be able to still perform at that, that level. So... That was probably the main thing for me that I've noticed between here and, and out there is just um, they're a lot more conscious of how far they're running and um, getting that mileage in early doors so that later on in the season you're carrying that strength through, um, which I think some people kind of miss back here. And, you know, they're sitting at, at 50 miles a week and they just don't have the same base that um, that they do out there. Mm. But the amount of racing you get to do out there is, is ridiculous. Every Every weekend there's a race and... It can be of just as high a standard, um, you know, every week. So I think that helps a lot because you're able to race the nerves out of you so that come the end of the season, come the big kind of championship races, um, you're ready to go and you're used to it. And, you know, you're able to just kind of relish in that form that you've built up over the over the season. So 
That's interesting. When I look at your Power 10, uh, particularly through, through 2017 and 2016, there are a hell of a lot of races on there. And uh, I guess it's mainly, so mainly track, but it looks a bit 5,000 metres seems to be the one that sticks out the most. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely my, my biggest kind of achievement out there, I would say. Um, I, I positioned well in some of the national championships that I was in, um, but certainly time-wise, time the, the 5K was my, my big one out there. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, had I, had I been lucky enough to get a fourth year, um, you know, I'd still be running the times that I'm running back home here, but I would have been able to, to do that out there. But, um, yeah, now the 5K, but you, you use a lot of races out there to, to get yourself ready for that. So you'll sit down at the start, start of the season and you'll say, okay, I want to race well at, at 5,000 in April. And it'll be, everything before that will be getting yourself ready for it. So I did a, I did a 10K, and then I think the week later I did a 1500, and um, after the 1500 we'd go out and do like a, a five-mile tempo run, and then two weeks later I think I did an 800, and it was just, you know, you race all these different distances just to to get your body ready for absolutely everything. So come that 5K, you know, you've covered all the bases, you've done the long stuff, you've done the short stuff, and it's just a case of you know that's your race that you want to focus on, and you can really um, get after it when when the time comes. So. That's interesting. And you talk about you know cross country, some of these championship races. The the opinion we have over here of these U.S. cross country is that it's uh it's just a, a an easy money golf course type cross country, not a bit of mud in sight. What's your take on that? Having been out there, um yeah, I'd I'd probably have to agree with that. It's uh it's probably made me soft as uh, <laughs> as I would hate to admit because I I used to love the mud, used to love the hills and. Uh, being out there, you know, you do race on kind of flat, fast courses and um, running a, a time out there, certainly over the 8K distance, you know, guys look to be running 23 minutes and so on. And that, you know, that's something that they brag about is being able to be under that 24-minute barrier. And, uh, you know, back here, if you run an 8K race, you know, nobody cares how slow or how fast it is. It's just where you come in the race. Um, so there is that element of kind of time that they they take pride in, oh, okay. um, which comes from the the faster courses but saying that um this year um the national championship was up in the in pennsylvania i believe and it was a total mud bath and it was hilly and it was all right uh, very different so i think it just it varies from year to year but most likely it's uh, it's going to be nice and flat and uh, and fast so okay that's um yeah that, that's interesting so in, in terms of you've come back, you're running for Inverclyde now. How did that um, work? Is that just to do with where you're based, or was that a club that you quite fancied uh, moving to? Um, it was just where I was based, to be honest. And, and a few of the guys that I'm linking up with and getting some training runs in with, they they were Inverclyde, um, and they just you know they just kind of asked me what my my plans were, and um, you know maybe just putting together a, a six stage or a twelve stage team, and obviously the cross country, mm-hmm. the relays and things as well. The they were interested in having me on board. So, you know, it was just a case of kind of linking up with the guys that I'm already training with and being able to be a part of that, you know, as a team member and not, not an outcast kind of training with them. So, Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's some, some team you guys have got got there at the moment. I'm looking forward to seeing how you go at a, a road relay. In terms of your training, talk us through a standard week for you at the moment. Um. So at the moment, the mileage is a little bit lower than what I'm used to. I'm sitting at about 70, 75 just now, uh, just because we're kind of getting towards the end of that season and, you know, really trying to focus on the, the world trials uh, in a week's time. But a typical week would be, um, 
sort of two track or road-based workouts. Um, one of them would be just purely tempo, so something like 10 by a K, 5 by 2K, something like that with a, a, a 10K, <coughs> 12K volume. And then the next workout would be a little bit more race-specific. So um, during the indoor season, I was, you know, 3K was obviously the distance I was going for. So I would warm up with a few tempo miles or Ks or something and then cut down to maybe 800, 600, 400 with, you know, the race pace in mind for 63, 64 seconds per 400 and trying to get comfortable at that pace. Um, and then maybe finishing the session with a couple of faster ones. Um, and then once a week, I'll do a, what I like to call a medium long run, uh, about 12, 13 miles. Just go out and it's just comfortable running. It's just getting the miles in the legs. Uh, but I would normally sit at, you know, between 6 and 6.15 mile in for that, just whatever was comfortable in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the other couple of days will just be sort of steady runs, splitting it up as, um, as it fits in with my work schedule. Um and then if I'm not racing on the weekend, I do uh, what the, my American coach likes to call a sub-tempo, um, which is basically just a progression run. So do a couple of miles to warm up, and then it'll be 10 miles. And each mile, you'll cut down maybe 9 or 10 seconds. So you'll start at a six-minute mile, and every mile, you try and get sort of 10 seconds faster and get down to, to a tempo pace, which is about 4.50, 4.45, sure. and uh, finish it at that. So. Um, yeah, and do that on a Saturday, and then round out the week with a, a sort of seventeen, eighteen mile long run. So, Oof, that's uh, that's eye watering. That that's uh, some week. That and that's really interesting. Who is your coach out of interest? It's uh, Matthew Van Leerup. Okay, uh, he's still based at the University of Mount Olive in North okay. Carolina. So, how do you find that that sort of remote coaching now that you're not in the states anymore? It's uh, it's different. Um, I've been used to obviously having him on the sidelines and. Um, being able to go to his office at, at any moment to chat to him about anything that's kind of on my mind, but it's a little bit different. I mean, we still, we, we talk every day, we text every day. He is, as well as a coach, he is kind of a good friend and um, he likes to send me, you know, stupid kind of videos and things. And so we do have a good um, sort of friendship as well as that, that coach-athlete relationship as well. So um, it's a bit different. We have to obviously work in times to, to FaceTime and map out our training plans, but my training log... Um, I keep it online for him so that he can access okay. it and he can see, you know, maybe if I had a bad run or a bad session, he's able to go on and look at it and maybe analyse things and uh, change things from his point of view. Um, but it keeps it kind of mutual and it, it keeps it a bit flexible because it allows me to, to train when I want to train and do the sessions at a time that suits me rather than uh, the kind of regiment out there of, you know, everyday practice was at 3.30 um, and that was it, whether you liked it or not. Whereas here... Uh, when I'm back home, I can get up at you know six o'clock in the morning and go out and do my run before work, and uh, and then go to work during the day and come back and do the rest of my run, or I can do a workout on my day off at eleven in the morning instead of three in the afternoon. So um, it gives me the flexibility to work around what works best for me, um, but obviously I still get his guidance and uh, and advice where it's needed. So okay, that's interesting. On the, in terms of training and balancing, so you work, you're obviously you're working now. You're you're back here. How do you Managing a managing a job and a, and a you know full time training essentially that's something I guess a lot of our listeners who are predominantly club runners can relate to. How do you manage that uh, and how have you sort of found that shifting back from a the the lifestyle you had in the states? Um, it's 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 different definitely. I mean you're obviously obliged to be um, doing what you got to do at your job, but you know your focus is on or certainly for me my focus is on my running. 
um, and I I work so that I can run um, because obviously I'm not sponsored or anything at the moment, not receiving any any income that way. So um, I've got to got to go to work, but I I do work in the run for it in a running shop, so it's it's a bit convenient, um, and I'm obviously able to uh, work in a an environment that you know I kind of thrive in, and I, I love talking about running, I love talking about you know shoes and gear and nutrition and all that fun stuff. So. It does tie in well, um, but obviously you do have to be careful when it comes to, um, you know, building your sessions in at the right time. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get up at six in the morning and do a hard session on the track in the morning if I've got an eight-hour day at work. But mm-hmm. on the days that I maybe, you know, just in work for four or five hours, you know, I can build it in there. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's different. Certainly training's not as, uh, as regiment, as I say. Um, it's a little bit different, but, you know, it seems to be working. It's going well so far. And, I'm kind of enjoying being in the in the shop, and um, it takes my mind off of things. You know, you're not constantly sitting stressing about you know when you're training, what you're eating, and things. And it, you just get to kind of chat chat to people and uh, learn a little bit more about other people and their how they uh, come to running, and then you know use my experience to, to help them and and get uh, move forward with their training as well. So mm. it's good. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you're so you're working run for it. Tell us. You've got a road 10k. What's your shoe of choice? Uh, so, I was swayed by the the Vaporfly four percent. Nice. Um, I heard some good reviews of them. So when the new ones came out, I uh, yeah, I invested in a pair of them, which uh, they seem to be doing me well. So yeah. Very good. No, I've, I've, we we've talked about that a lot in here. I mean, I I ran a marathon last year in them, and I absolutely swear by them now. So uh, you're preaching to the converted. Cool. Um, what about diet? So, uh, how's your diet like? Is that something that you looked at and worked on over in the states, or you're tweaking continually over here? Yeah, I mean, that's something that you know personally, kind of out with the sport. I mean, I'm interested in um, as well. You know, nutrition. Obviously, within the sport, there you know you feel your body to to run at certain times and things, and there's different ways of doing it. So I like to experiment a bit, and I use my time in America to to use that kind of research time. Um, and I did a few projects on it and things like that and nutrition and sport and different um, different athletes of different um, calibers or maybe different body types that need certain uh, certain things. So I've been able to use that to kind of help my own training and find what's, what works best for me and what helps my body, you know, kind of be in the right, um, be in the right position to, to train at the, the highest level that I need to. And, you know, different days, I maybe different things depend on what I'm, uh, what my session is. If I'm going out for a, an 18 mile long run, then you know I'm not going to come back and and have a, a banana on some toast. You know I'm going to absolutely ram some pasta down my throat and <laughs> eat as much food as I can to replenish. So um, yeah, no, I I enjoy the nutrition side of it, but I'm also pretty loose with it. I would say I don't stick to a certain plan or um, I don't really take advice from anybody. I've not reached out to anyone um, who maybe knows a bit more. I just feel like. You know, I know what I need to be putting in my body, and uh, my fridge is pretty plain. It's not very exciting, but um, it means that you know, on odd days of the week, when maybe a, a pizza's on the table or um, you know, friends are going out for some dinner, then I can go along and just just enjoy that. And um, yeah, it helps it helps to kind of keep things ticking over. But most of the time, I'm I'm eating the right things and uh, just things that work for me. So yeah. Well, whatever you're doing, it's clearly working. The the furnace is certainly fueled. For some of these times, one thing that strikes me at the moment is in Scotland, it's such a strong group of athletes coming through. You know, particularly the distances you're running. You've got yourself, 
obviously Andy Butcher's on the scene, Luke Trainer, um, and then you've got some slightly longer distances that still you know in the mountains, Robbie Simpson, Andy Douglas. In terms of uh, are you have you being part of this sort of real resurgence of Scottish running at those uh, sort of five k, ten k distances? How does that feel? And are these guys that you're looking up to, or you're now seeing more and more as as competitors? Um, I think I'm still uh, a bit of a fanboy when it comes to <laughs> to seeing these guys. And uh, when I was at the British Indoors, um, you know, I spent probably most of the time before the race just chatting to Chris when we were we were stretching and rolling out. And I warmed up with Chris and and Andy, and you know, kind of chatting to them and. I'm I'm kind of pinching myself and saying to myself, right, don't be don't be a little boy, you know, put your game face on here and show them that you're not, you know, you're not fanboying them. But inside, I'm kind of getting a bit giggly and just enjoying the moment. So, um, but I think I need to start seeing them as as competitors rather than, um, you know, rather than these these guys up on the pedestal. I need to get myself up there and and try and join them because, um, if I want to be achieving my goals and um. You know, competing at that international level, then they're the guys that I've got to, you know, toe the line with and and not let them kind of intimidate me and and hopefully help them or them help me uh, to race faster and 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 do well in the races that I need to. So, absolutely, um, yeah, I definitely I definitely still look up to them and uh, still, you know, they are idols within the sport for me and to be able to relate to them and you know send them a little message and. Uh, you know, get responses from them. It, it means a lot for me as a, a younger athlete who has watched them, um, you know, at Olympics and World Championships. But yeah, um, the more I kind of progress and the closer or the better my times get, then um, they certainly become more of a competitor. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I look at the rankings for last year in Scotland, you third fastest Scottish 10k on the roads last year. I mean, that's you know, a real standard. You're at Hawkins at 28:55. Okay, Luke Trainer that really quick 28:31 at Pollock, but. Um, yeah, you're certainly in the mix. And speaking of being in the mix, so next next weekend, Loughborough, the inter-counties and the, the trials for the, the World Cross, how are you feeling about that? Um, I'm feeling good, yeah. Obviously, the the National Cross was a, a massive confidence booster and um, it kind of opened my eyes to the potential of what could happen on a perfect day. Um, but I think... There's obviously there's going to be there's a lot of guys that are in some some great form just now. So I'd be silly to go in there with my chest puffed out, thinking you know this is my race to command because it certainly isn't. Um, and like I say, I want to be competing against the best guys in Britain, and I want to learn from them and uh, use these experiences to keep keep pushing me on and progressing me on. So um, I'm going to keep my a level head on and you know just go in there and treat it as any other race. And um, obviously I know what's on the line, but. Um, I'm just going to try and focus on my race and, you know, if I can race the best that I can and, you know, maybe come 10th or 11th, I'm not going to be downhearted with that. I'm not going to be disappointed. I'll still be pleased with myself and the way I performed. Um, but, you know, obviously I'll, in the back of my head, I'll be thinking about, you know, what could happen um, on a perfect day and depending on where I finish in the race. So. Okay. That's a pretty, a pretty sensible approach. With that in mind, what, in terms of your ambitions and what your, this year, 2019, What's the the plan for Adam Craig, and what you what are you really targeting this year, and I guess beyond into 2020? Yeah, so this year um, Highgate is probably going to be the the key race for me. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a few road races in May, uh, round about Glasgow, just to kind of get the legs going a bit. Um, and then in June, I'm heading out to Font Remo for five weeks uh, to get a bit of altitude training in and really. 
kind of lock myself away and you know try and progress on to that next level um, and then come down to, to Highgate and you know we'll see what happens there obviously again it's another world championship trial so um, I'll throw myself in the mix and you know certainly hope to be you know competing for those spots but uh, there's a lot of great guys out there just now that are coming into good form so um, I'll just go and find being as competitive as I can and um, I'm not going to put a label on it and say that, you know, I want to be on that World Champs team. Um, but obviously on a perfect day, I think um, it could be there. So we'll just take it as it comes and take each race as it comes. But for 2019, it's just going to be about running as fast as I can um, across a range of distances. Uh, certainly 10k on the track, I want to really dig my nails into it. But, um, you know, the 5k as well, we'll be giving it a good blast. And then maybe towards the end of the season, um getting out on the roads and uh you know maybe drop a little half marathon in there as well and see what happens there nice nice so is that um well firstly highgate that's really exciting we're talking about going down to watch anywhere and if i don't know i mean i'm uh, i'd be struggling to hopefully get into maybe one of the lower heats but certainly go down and watch it's such a great event so really exciting to see you there and hopefully we can um we'll see you get the result you're looking for also exciting that you're talking about half marathons is that something longer term uh, I mean, you're obviously a young guy now, but looking ahead, you've got eyes on potentially moving in, moving up distances later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the kind of the natural progression for any um, distance athlete is, you know, make the most of the 10k and the 5k whilst you've still got the speed in the legs, and then once that starts to go, then um, start stepping up a distance. But um, like I was saying before, my training is based a lot around sort of strength and endurance, and I think a half marathon would be quite quite well suited to me I seem to, to kind of strive more at the, the longer distances and uh, I feel a lot more comfortable on the roads as well than I do on the track so okay. um, you know half marathon um, obviously the, the world champ standard is, is 65 so that would be in the back of my head as kind of a benchmark and mm-hmm. um, yeah go forward from there but uh, again it would be a no pressure situation it would just be you know throw myself in a race and, and see what happens and uh, if it doesn't work out then you know We'll go back down the distance and we'll just keep it at 10k for another few years and let my body kind of mature a bit and then you know give it another go but um yeah i think it's something my coach is also quite interested in and uh, he obviously understands that my, my body works well at the longer distances so uh, he's quite interested to see what we can what we can achieve at the longer stuff but um yeah i think it'll be half marathon for just now but i've not got any ambitions of racing a marathon just yet so <laughs> it's an awful long way I think you're, to be fair, I think you're doing well enough at 10k now that you can. You've certainly got uh, time left that distance. How old are you, if, I, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 23. I'll be 24 this May. Oh, heaps of time, mate. Heaps of time. Very good. So, tell, just last thing before we, what we we'd like to close on these fartlek questions. We'll rattle a few things off. Um, but before we do it, tell us something uh, surprising about yourself for the listeners. Something surprising. Yeah. Um... Something that no one would guess about Adam Craig. That's a, that's a good question. Um, tell you what, come back to me. Hit me, hit okay. me with that at the end. And I'll think no worries. Well, in that case, right, we'll go, for, we'll go for the fartlek questions first then. So I'm going to rattle off a series of questions and it's quick as you can answers. Yeah. Are you ready? Cross country, road or track? Cross country. Pre-race meal? Uh, pasta. Favourite movie? Step Brothers. Favourite race? So far, uh, National Cross Country. Nice. Rest day or recovery run? 
recovery run. Inverclyde or Mount Olive? Ooh. Inverclyde. Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Morning shuffle. Road or trail? Trail. Running hero? It's got to be more fire. <laughs> nice. Favourite distance? 10k. Post-race treat? Pizza. Favourite shoe? Vaporfly. Worst race experience? Um, British Outdoors last year. Why was that worst? Because uh, I got lapped. That was oh, bad. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, dear. Who lapped you out of interest? Uh, Mark Scott and Andy Vernon got me on the home straight. Oh, no. You need to put that, put that <laughs> to bed then this year. Um, yeah. Favourite place to run? I love running down by the river in Glasgow. Okay, cool. And lastly, one more race. You can you can do one more race in your career. What is it? Um, Mount Sack Relay, uh, where I broke 14 for the first time. Oh, nice. Very good. Fantastic. Right, before we get your surprising information, have you ever done a beer mile? <laughs> yeah, I have. You have? Okay. So what, what's your beer mile time? Uh, so I did it. I probably shouldn't be saying this. I did it not in Scotland and in my first year in America. Right. Um, and it was, for the record, it was off campus and it was, uh, <laughs> you knew, obviously the university doesn't allow that. So uh, I'll make that clear. It was off campus before I get in trouble. Right. Um, but I ran 6.29. Okay, very good. That's as quick as we've had. We've had a lot of folk on here give times at 6.29. That's, uh, that's impressive. Very good. What most people, some who haven't done it, we usually ask them for a time. But right, you've got a time, so six twenty-nine. Grand. Well, Adam, before we go, give us that interesting information about you. Then, what would no one guess about Adam Craig? No one guess. Um, well, I guess the people that are maybe closest to me will know this, but uh, probably my favourite band is One Direction. <laughs> Fantastic. That is excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm hope hopefully when you're when you are a uh, a world-class superstar. This will come back to haunt you. Then this uh, early revelation that you're a One Direction fan. Excellent. Uh, that's all right. I'm always. A, I'm a proud Directioner. So <laughs> Very good. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. It's been. It's great to get a bit of insight into you, your background, your training, and and where you're going in the future, which we uh, which looks really uh, promising at the moment. No problem. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. We'll be in touch later in the year then to hear how you're getting on. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Grand. Cheers, Adam. Cheers, bye-bye. Thanks, mate. Right, Tom, like I said to you, I haven't listened to this interview, but once it's uploaded, I'll be doing my my hour and a half run inspired by Adam Craig and um, trying to to line up next to him and hopefully finish the race next year. The cross country champ size. Yeah, thanks, Adam, for coming on. I thought, I've got to say, uh, yeah, really good to... When you know when you when you've got someone who's really quick and you interview them and actually they, they're also a really top good crack as well. That's always I always think that's really good, you know, and actually is is good fun to interview. So thanks, Adam. As is always, as as it, all all our guests have been. Must I have. And these and these these. Do you know what I find amazing? Same as when we spoke to Luke Trainer, Mary McLennan, now Adam Craig. This guy is a serious talent. Someone sponsor him. If you're listening to this and you're 
you're a, a, a Scottish-based business and you want to get your name in athletics and promote and support a serious talent who can go places. I mean, Adam is running the inter-counties this weekend. Outside shot, possibly realistic shot, who knows, but we'll see how he gets on. A shot of getting the... He's got a shot of making the world's team, the World Cross. So, you know, this is a guy who needs a sponsor. Someone sponsor him. Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, that, that talent needs to be nurtured and he's he puts in the work and... Yeah, I think he needs as much support as he can get. Indeed. Okay, so the second favourite part of the show tonight is running rants. So you've got an apology to make. <laughs> yeah, I do. So Stuart Livingston, I'm terribly sorry for what I think I've made an absolute... T- it's like calling a Celtic fan <laughs> a Rangers fan. I've uh, accused Stuart of being an Edinburgh AC runner, when Stuart is in fact a Christophan runner. Now, just to give a bit of background why I made that mistake. So I've, Stuart's one, you know when you know someone, but you don't really know them. So you meet someone at a race, or you've, you follow them on Strava, and you feel like you know them, but you don't. So Stuart's a guy who I met at a park run years ago. I never since have followed him on Strava. So I kind of feel like, oh yeah, Stuart Livingston, yeah, he's a guy I know in the running circuit. I actually don't know him. And in his Strava profile picture, he's got a white vest on. So I just, in my head, was like, he's from Edinburgh. He's an NBA team runner. So, Stuart, I'm really sorry, mate. Kostorfin, we know you're a Kostorfin runner, so we'll we'll make we'll we'll I uh, won't make that mistake again. I, I he's been banished from his club because of what you what you said. He's, he's been hiding hiding the under fa- the wrong club. The fact that the fact they had to get in touch to tell us was quite <laughs> telling about how terrible an accusation that is. Oh dear. Anyway, we all make mistakes, so you've yeah. corrected yourself now, and I'm sure you'll forgive us. I forgive you. That's he might not be listening anymore. He might just he be. He might like, not be. This is that's it. So if you're not yeah. listening, sure. Well, you're not listening. Aye. Well, anyway, let's let's get to a, a cracking rant from. Uh, I've got to say, the the rant the rants from Findlay Findlay. Now, why is that is that your name Findlay Findlay Findlay? Why would you call your? <laughs> you could call your son Greg Greg. <laughs> Sorry, Findlay, but. Come on, like you know, my man is. You need to change your name. So. <laughs> that, is, that is terrible. I mean, I, why would you call you Finley Finley? Like Kyle I, Tom Tom? I don't Tom Tom. There was, there was a guy at my school called Thomas Thompson, which was I thought. Well, I mean, close. look at Donnie McDonald. Donnie McDonald. <laughs> that, that's a, that is that is Donnie McDonald. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, sorry Finley, I'm only pulling your leg. So Finlay's from Grasscube Harriers. I, I noticed all the ranters <laughs> start have now started putting their club names. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, anyway, his rant. I like this. I think this is a great rant. It is so a great I'll, one. I'll read it out for you. Why the hell does short make? Sorry, I'll read that again. Why the hell do shorts makers use any color other than black for the inner lining? I've got a perfectly good pair of light grey shorts with a neon yellow inner lining with a gusset. It's so <laughs> my wife would let me hang them out. I have to try this because it's <laughs> Finley, that is the best run we've had. I read it. I, I read it briefly, but I, when you read it, out, Jesus. My first reaction is, I think he's spot on. Why wouldn't they just wear? I mean. I can just imagine his wife hanging up these shorts that is just discoloured. <laughs> at least, at least you've got the gusset silver. My gusset's gone. <laughs> the line in the mind's just got holes all over. <laughs> oh, 
dear. And also, <laughs> it's, a fair, it's a very fair point. Black would be good. Just make it brown. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. My tight running shorts, they're, uh, they're white rather yellow now. <laughs> but I know, do you know what? Maybe that's, I know exactly where he's coming from. It's just... <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Enjoy the show, guys. <laughs> oh god! If anyone can beat that man, honestly, um, you'll get a free pair of tartan running shorts with a yes <laughs> with a black liner. With a black liner. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I'm, I'm so oh. for those who did, yeah, so for those who didn't hear it, it is a case of <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Finley oh. has a pair of perfectly good night gray shorts that have a neon yellow inner lining. The gus is now <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cut that but I can't do that again. I'm not gonna try and read it again. Oh, just, just keep it in, it's fine. Oh. Anyway, we, I can't really say anything about it other than what you've said. You know Finley Finley. <laughs> just Maybe it's right. a, maybe maybe he didn't want to admit that those are his shorts. That's why he's giving us a fake name. Exactly. Yeah, Annan. Uh, right. Okay. Finley, you've you've broken the TRS. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh, oh right. dear. Right. I think yeah. Was, there's nothing more to say. It's spot I think, on. I think I'm gonna read. I think I'm gonna read the rants out next time to to prepare for my uh, my laughter ahead. I didn't really read it before that. But... Oh dear. Oh me. Right. Well. On to, on to races. So we, we, we've got a couple of races this weekend. So firstly, the Inter-Counties Cross-Country Championships. So do, does Scotland have a, or does, do the districts have a, a, do they have representatives? I'm not sure if they do. So I've heard from an inside source that there is no, that the East don't have a full team. Oh, going that, down, that's a shame. Which is a shame. So I'm just trying to see if there's anything on the, if there's a start list. But it's a shame because if you think about the, Say if you take the the East team at the moment, you know, you know Cameron Strachan, Ali Hay, Cal McKenzie, uh, Michael Christopher, of course, you know, that's just four that I'm pulling out there. They're really strong, um, strong team at the moment. So it's a shame, and I get it. It's it, you know the problem with intercounties, I guess, it comes so late, it extends the season out, and it means that people, you know, the guys want to get onto the roads, I guess. Kyle is still laughing at the running run. Sorry, I just don't know how to be serious anymore <laughs> after that. Uh, I, I could see you in the corner of my eye laughing. <laughs> I was trying to not. Uh, 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 yeah. this is, this is, I usually I would cut that out, but we're going to leave that in. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a salute to, to that fantastic rant. Exactly. Yeah, completely has. Um, so yeah. it, it's... <laughs> I think we should just give him a prize outright. I think we should send him a fair start running shirt. Yeah, I think so. It, but, yeah. It, uh, we're gonna we're, we are hunting for sponsors to fund that sort of thing, but I'm prepared to pay for that in my own pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about you, you did approach a company. They just gave us a, a they just gave us an absolute no, didn't they? They did, but at least they got them back in touch. Exactly. Yeah. That, say yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, we're willing to pay. Like, they, they oh, were yeah. willing to pay for it, and they just were like, "No, we're not going to make time running shorts." Like, come on, oh, you're no. making money from that, you idiot. Oh well. No. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, so inter counties we have no information. I can't find any start list, so yeah. maybe 
maybe I'm not looking in the right place. But yeah. anyway, that's we will talk about it next week. Yeah. Well, we'll it's uh, the the yeah. main thing really. It's it's a trial for the World Cross, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And actually, yeah. that's why it's exciting that yeah. we've got Adam Craig going down, and uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully now, get making it. I think it used to be on television as well. Like there was highlights shown, but I don't think there is this time anyway. But what is on TV, however, is the big half marathon this weekend. Of course. And who's going down to that? We have your own, the very own Fiona Bryan is lining yes. up. And there's an elite field, isn't there? Is that right? There is an elite field. So yeah. I, yeah, Sophie is going down. I mean, she's. I think Fee's in good shape. I'm really excited to see how she runs. And uh, but in terms of you know elite side of it, uh, the big show then again is I think Mo Farah and Callum Hawkins. Is Callum running? Is he? I, I, Fiona told me he was. Now I don't see him listed on the on the BBC article that we've got about it, but um, certainly Mo's definitely running. We know on the women's side, Charlotte Perdue's running, and a standard BBC that's about as deep as they go in terms yeah. of any kind of pre <laughs> pre race coverage. But yeah. if if Hawkins is running, I think he is. That'll be a really good test for him because he ran. I think he pushed Mo quite hard last year. Daniel Wanjiro ran as well. And actually, so no, Daniel got... Wanjiro's running this year as well. Yeah, uh, Wilson Kipsang's running as well. Is he? Oh, okay, yeah, I see that. That's uh, yeah. interesting. That's going to be some, some line-up now, yeah. That will, uh, yeah. And then we've got the Paralympic stars, David Weir and Shelley Woods uh, for the Elite Wheelchair Races. So I didn't realise there's 14,000 runners. Wow. Teeing up. Uh, it starts just north of the River Thames, next to the Tower Bridge, is that right? It does, yeah. yeah. There is coverage. On Sunday, this Sunday, 10th of March, 8.45, 11.30 on the BBC Red Button uh, and online. And I think it's also on BBC Radio 5, Live Sport as well. I, I didn't even know they did that. I didn't no, know did they, I. They, they commentate on, on the radio for, for running. I think they go back to it occasionally. They'll probably they'll come back and say, yeah, Mo's still leading. <laughs> or Mo's yeah. just won it, that sort of thing. Ah, um, right, okay. Yeah, well, that'll be exciting. Well, I'll be, I'll be sure to, to, I'll be sure to be looking out for you. Um, yeah. and Kenny Wilson as well running. Yeah, Kenny's running. I think Kenny's in good shape as well. Yeah. Although he is in Spain just now, I think he's he's managed to uh, get a, a wee a wee Spanish trip out with his yeah, company. See that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, if Kenny Wilson has quite uh, as well as being an international Scotland international runner, he also has a very entertaining Instagram feed. So. Yeah. Uh, get involved if you want to see what Kenny's being up to. He's, I believe he's playing in a, a company tournament or something. I think so. Well, I, I've got to say, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed he's, he's playing football. You know, he needs yeah. to watch himself. All the all the runners I know, or all the, the footballers who run now, have all got knee problems. Mm. Although you weren't a footballer, were you? Really? No, I wasn't. Not no. really, no. But anyway, you're, you're okay. Yours is a running-related one, so... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway... So that's um, the big half this weekend. So when we you... all, so well, so we're going down Friday. So I'll be down watching. So I'll maybe uh, if I see any Scottish runners on, I'm not running unfortunately. Uh, I've had to put my championship entry in the bin, but I'll be down and I'll keep. I'll maybe put some stuff up on the TRS Facebook page. It's also the Inverness half this weekend. Oh, of course. Which right. uh, I believe uh, there's a few people I think running. Uh, our man, Fat Simpson, Robbie Simpson uh, is we believe lining up. Uh, we know our friend and uh, training mate at Ben Ward Run Beer is running. Uh, who else have we got? Ginny Baran, Metro, former Metro Aberdeen ladies captain, is running. Uh, I believe there's a couple of central belters potentially going up as well. So 
hopefully we get a good field there. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, I'd be looking forward to that one. That's uh, mm. it's, a, it's a fast course. If, it, it if is the a conditions fast course. are right, yeah. I think yeah, I'd be there last year. Yeah, last year and we had Chris Jones and Robbie Simpson both been on the show and 104. I think they broke the course record. Yes, yeah, yeah. Robbie, that was a great one for Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Before, just before we went to the Gold Coast. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing that how that goes. Um, so other than that, Tom, I think you'll be just you'll be just hitting the New Balance Pub in London, will you, in the weekend? I will. Yeah. The problem is, I'm concerned I'm not going to have clocked up enough miles on Strava to to have get a free pints. So I need, have I, you, I need have, to download the app. Have you added? Have you taken part in the challenge? Is it not on Strava? No. Do you not just sign up on? Maybe I need to do. I need to level, let me have a look at that. Well, you do that then. Well, other than that, Tom, I think we can round it up, can we? We can, yeah. So that's been a that's a, a lot of laughters this week. Oof, I, I think I've calmed down now. So oh. it's been a while since it's I've been... cried through, through laughter. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm glad it's on the show, and I, I hope I hope everyone else had a good laugh as well, no doubt. So as always, you can get in contact us uh, if you want to contact us. You can. Email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. We've also got a website, uh, tartanrunningshorts.com. You can get in touch via our Facebook, so you can like us on Facebook, so you can follow all our all our stories and uh, all the things that we review or we we uh, we follow and film, such as the great big half this weekend. And uh, you can also get us on our Twitter handle at tartanshorts. Fantastic, and there's been a few people who have got in touch with some questions which we asked for. So thank you guys. Keep them coming, and we'll we have got them, and we're gonna we'll have a chat with them next week and and answer a few of those. Perfect. Right. Well, let's just switch this one off for now, and uh, happy running, folks. Catch you next week. week. Bye. Bye.